Welcome everyone and this is Lion Share. I'm Jimmy Brown and I'm Michael Johnson and we're your hosts Lion Pride Leadership. All right this is where we talk about a number of different things. Um, number one we talk about therapy. We also talk about leadership and then we also cover a plethora of issues like different depending on what it is social issues mm-hmm. you know whatever comes to mind so that's our podcast this is what it's going to be about we're a couple of therapists couple of dudes from the bay area you know la too yeah okay see you had to slide <laughs> that in there you had to slide that in there mm-hmm. all right he's he's claiming la mike is from la i'm from here i'm from san jose uh, that's what we're housed out of. Uh, that's what we work out of. But, you know, we can travel up and down and throughout the Bay. And, you know, if we need to get down to L.A., we can get down there, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I got no hate for L.A. Yeah. All right. Well, we do have a rundown, and we'll talk about how we run down each episode. And that will be, we're going to open up with how you feel. You know, how you feeling, Mike? So, don't tell me yet. All right. But that's going to be the rundown. That's going to be how we started. And then Mike's going to ask me. And then we're going to have a topic of the week. After we discuss the topic of the week, we will have our closing thoughts. And we'll get you out of here. Hopefully you're done doing the dishes by the time we uh, we get this podcast finished with. Or you're done with your commute. Mm-hmm. Or you're having your morning coffee and your donut. Hopefully you're not eating donuts because it's not <laughs> healthy for you. But go ahead. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah? So in and out? In and out. Get you out quick and hopefully give you some knowledge on the way. All right, but hopefully I don't get too long-winded because you know how I can be a little bit here and there. You know what I'm saying? Once, once we get going. So let's open up. How you feeling, Mike? So right now I'm feeling kind of excited that we're doing this. Um, it's been a long time coming, so very excited. And I'm also a little bit nervous, so I'm going to have to channel my you know vulnerability, my courageous vulnerability, and get this thing going. How about you? All right. You got to ask me how I'm feeling. I'm asking you. I said, you said how about you? That's not asking me how I'm feeling. You Brown, got... how are you feeling? Okay. I'm feeling kind of good. You know what I'm saying? Because this morning, I'm real proud of myself. Okay? So right now, if you are paying attention, it's Girl Scout cookie season. Okay? Mm-hmm. So my wife calls me up, asks me, hey, you want some Girl Scout cookies? I'm like, nah, just, just donate them. Mm-hmm. So she did that. She, she bought $40 worth of Girl Scout cookies. So I take me and my son at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Guess what? The Girl Scout cookie lady, they got me. They got so you. I got me t- <laughs> two boxes, right? So I get home. I eat like one of the rings of the dosi dos And then I got my Thin Mints in the fridge. Mm-hmm. The other day, I ate about half of the rung of Thin Mints. Mm-hmm. This morning, thin mints. Mm-hmm, I put them in the freezer. Mm-hmm. So I get I get up this morning and I'm like I open them up and I throw them in the garbage, right? Not only do I do that, but I spray cleaning solution on them because mm. I I, I want to you know what I'm saying? Because if it's at the top of the garbage can, you know what I'm saying? Hey, don't judge me, all right? When you get your sugar fits, you know what I'm saying? You might you might sacrifice. So that's why I'm feeling mm. proud that I made that choice this morning to get rid of the sugar, to get rid of that. You know, I love the cookies. I love it, but right. it's a good choice for me. My workouts have been good. And I want to be consistent. So, yeah, so that's why I'm, I'm feeling pretty good this morning because I did that. Yeah, I'm all for that. I don't know about the, the dumping them away, maybe <laughs> taking them to work and handing them to somebody, but 
Other than that, probably you know you're limiting your sugar intake. Man, I can't I can't have them in the house. <laughs> I almost had a few breakdowns last night. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. they're sitting in the back of your mind, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna open these cookies up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like mental breakdowns. It's just it's ready for you when it's right there. So you just gotta get it out of the house. Yeah. So that's a that's my first advice for you. I'm get not, it out. I'm not gonna lie. I got a couple sitting on my table right now so you think about it right now see <laughs> as you were talking about but like, oh i got a couple left see finish what you got what, what what's your flavor the samosas so the samoas yeah the samoas <laughs> samosas yeah <laughs> sound like a mimosa i you never to... i never get them right always whatever i just say whatever comes to my mind i remember i, I said beignet the beignets i just call them bagnets one time i just <laughs> throw names out there my wife knows what i'm talking about <laughs> I'm a, I'm a thin mint guy. Mm-hmm. I'm a dosy dough guy. You know what the dosy doughs are? Mm-mm. That's the peanut butter uh, with the with the chocolate. No, no, no uh, chocolate. It's the peanut butter like sandwich kind. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Those ones are my those are my favorite kind. Yeah. I will tell you, I ate all of those. <laughs> I have to admit, I ate all of those. But anyways, I'm feeling proud uh, about how I handled that this morning. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to introduce the topic of the week? Because we're going to move on to the topic of the week. I'm sorry that wasn't a smooth transition. But, hey, we're on our way. Yeah. Do you want to bring it up or you want me to bring it up? I can bring it up. All right, let's go. So this way. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Are you going to ask me first? Are you going to bring it up and go first? Or are you going to no, bring it up? I'm just bring it up and then I'm going to ask you about it. Okay, so I'm going first. Yes. That's why I just asked you. Yes. So I'm going first. You're going first. All right. So our topic of the week is can therapy help? with defining your identity so i'm gonna let you start with that and how you feel about therapy and defining identity i will say i will say it's part of the solution but it's not the only part of the solution right Mm -hmm. so i say yes to some degree but there's some work you have to do independently outside of therapy uh for me it helped me redefine who I am as a person, what I stand for, right? My mm-hmm. principles, right? Um, it gave me an opportunity to harness my knowledge, right? And then led me to really recognize my wisdom, which really starts to shape the beliefs that I have about myself and the world around me. So that's how I kind of see uh, therapy contributing to people finding their self-identity that's how it impacted me mm-hmm. as when I went to my own therapy and as a therapist you kind of start to understand and y- you know this too mm-hmm. who you are in this work mm-hmm. and how you contribute to society as a whole and who you want to be and it's a part of an evolutionary process that I find every year I become somebody new mm-hmm. based on you know, my interactions with so many different people and w- supporting them through their challenging issues mm-hmm. and working through my own issues using ICE, which is one of our consulting trainings that we do, mm-hmm. and using several of the interventions that you and I have come up with, like I Am Free and ACT. Mm-hmm. So all these interventions that we try and that we implement, I use on myself, and it helps me identify what, who and what I am as a man. Mm-hmm. And then it's, oh, there's other things like what kind of leader am I and then what, how do I see myself in contributing socially. So all these other things also contribute. Yeah. But who you are, understanding the core of who you are, 
and understanding your knowledge and understanding your your uh, your wisdom and then understanding what that contributes to how you believe about yourself mm -hmm. oh absolutely that's my long-winded answer yeah. what do you think do you believe hold on oh you said something I, I wanted just to break down a little bit more you said becoming new what did you mean by that becoming new that that means shedding it's like a snake shedding its skin right mm. the more you discover and unpack of who you are you got to leave that old skin behind mm. so you it's always be becoming somebody fresh and becoming somebody new as you continue to gather knowledge right you can't be stuck in who you were yesterday because you have the knowledge of today and of now right, right. and the knowledge of the lived and learned experiences of yesterday and the days before that right so if you are an evolving human being like we should all be then you need to be allowing the experiences you had to contribute to who you are in the moment and ongoing no. got it yeah i like how you broke that down you like that the snake scale and skin i feel good about that <laughs> i feel good about my breakdown I feel good about that. All right. Uh, can we? Do you have any more questions for no. me, or, or you yeah. want me to go forward with go you? Ahead. Can I ask you now? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So, can therapy help with identity issues and helping you break down who you are and your identity? So, I would say it can, but I believe that you would have to come in with some context, right? Some, I think, history and family background plays a part, but sometimes we take that in and internalize and that we feel like that makes us who we are or if we're lacking family and then we're lost we still are searching for historical context and so i think you need some of that coming into therapy to have something to to have a starting point i think without that it's going to be difficult for a therapist to kind of get you going they might have to push you in that direction and you're going to have to come back with some of that information for them to get you where you need to go. Uh, I got to push back against you a little bit on that mm -hmm. only because I know your skill as a therapist, right? Mm -hmm. So if somebody comes in not knowing who they are, you they don't have to tell you I need work with identity issues. You're going to come in and you're going to start helping them define that. Mm -hmm. I know you as a clinician, you're a man of color, you're a black male, you're going to know if this person's starting to show that they're having challenges mm -hmm. with understanding who they are and how they see themselves in this world mm -hmm. as a clinician you're going to break that down you're going to do it you might not say hey we're going to work on identity issues yeah but for sure 100 percent, you will go there yeah no you pushing back no i will go there and i think i think what you're saying is true because i think what therapists can be good at is picking up the blind spots that people are missing and not noticing what they're missing in their identity. So I can pick up the cues, the barriers that you're bringing up in your discussions and say, okay, he's missing this piece of who he is. Let's, let's explore that. Why is that missing? So I, I agree with that. Yeah. And then, you know, also filling in the holes, right? Mm -hmm. Not us filling the holes, but asking the right questions so they can figure out to where to go to get the answers that they need that they're seeking for yeah. themselves so that they can feel complete in their identity of who they are 
so they can be grounded in a in a sense of who they are and how they represent themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So why is it important? Now I'm going to ask you. So why is it important to bring or bring identity issues up? Why is it important to have an identity of, of who you are to know this identity from your perspective? Yeah. So, well, what comes up for me, especially right now, we're in Black History Month, right? A um, couple black dudes. We're both black, just yeah. so you know. If you didn't know, now you know. And so you read all these things about, you know, our history being taken from us, right? And things that we've created, things that um, we've produced that has just been gone or stripped away from us or whitewashed, as you might say. Um, I think it's a topic that people struggle with and struggle to with them themselves with trying to show their, you know, their kids their families like we are important we are somebody of value and worth and i think when we lack identity we see the depression we see the anger we see people who are searching and when they can't find the answers that they're looking for they turn all of that inward and then you see these people isolating the depression people the people um, wanting to do self-harm and so i think People understanding who they are and therapists and just people in general and communities helping people understand who they are is a big factor that we need to address. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And so let me ask you this. I'm going to hit you with this. Because, you know, I know you and I both have biracial children, right? Mm-hmm. We, we do. Mm-hmm. And the identity issues are going to come up for them. Right. Because mm-hmm. you're black. I'm black. Right. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no black and that that that. Now, right. you know, on my 23 and me or my ancestry dot <laughs> com, I, I did discover that I was 11.9 percent uh, European, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm only 89 percent African. Right. And then I'm, I'm, I'm 11, almost 12 yeah. percent European. So I'll go ahead and say 12. All right. We'll give you 12. All right. But my kid, my son is going to have to battle with these identity issues. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to have to discover who he is. Like his skin and his he knows he's not white like mommy, right? But he knows he's not as dark and as black as daddy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we talk and he's he's really young right now, he's 6, and we talk about who he is and he knows he identifies I'm a I'm black. Mm-hmm. My skin is brown, my culture is black, right? That's how he identifies. Now, the white part of him is going to naturally be He's going to get exposed to that, right? Mm -hmm. And his mom, and we're going to talk about, you know, the Irish and all the stuff that he comes from and all this other stuff. We we interject that into who he is, Mm -hmm. but the world's going to see him as a young black male, and he needs to be prepared for that and that identity. He needs to take ownership of it so he's not ashamed of it, right? And it's not like I don't want him to be proud of who he is as a... Uh, as being biracial and and owning the white piece of who he is Mm -hmm. but if we claim it as black males who we are like use it as a way to empower us Mm -hmm. then it gives him a sense of self-confidence he sees his father be a successful black male therapist and then that's who he starts to frame his like black success so we have to ingrain that Mm -hmm. because like you said in your original comment like there's been a history 
of oppression and omission of our greatness. And my son needs to see that greatness not only in myself, but in you as his uncle. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking about our kids and I'm thinking about how this impacts them. And this is right in line mm -hmm. with identity issues. You see it so much with biracial kids now. Yeah. I know you see it in your in your work mm -hmm. with biracial kids at the middle school level. So, yeah, care to sure. share about that? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So, and I'll be honest, just backing up as a parent, I probably haven't done the best at explaining to them about like being black and all that. My initial response to teaching them is um just showing love to everybody right being who they are just as a person and then for me later i'll kind of throw it in so i don't know you know that's been my style i don't know if that's been the best best style i'll probably get some pushback on like you're not teaching them enough about you know their black culture and this and that but that will come um you know i'm already doing that innately just by my teachings of being worried about, you know, police brutality on the streets and teaching them what they should be doing when they're out or talking to strangers, those kind of just basic things. But I'm putting more emphasis on things that I know will affect them as being black boys. And so I'm not directly telling them about that, but my teachings instill that still. Well, you're, they're still young, mm -hmm. too, right? And mm -hmm. the messaging... It's going to be there, right? And what also is great is that they're exposed to so many black male powerful figures and females. And mm -hmm. so they, they see mm -hmm. that it's not like they're like ignorant to who black people are. Right. <clears throat> so they're interacting with your siblings. They, you know, they know me as Uncle Jimmy. Mm -hmm. You know, they got, you know, Omar and the other family members that all these positive black males that you surround yourself with and hanging around with the black females and exposing them as well so there's they get a mix mm -hmm. so i think you don't have to beat yourself up but if you want to bolster that part then yes yeah. but identity is a huge piece mm -hmm. i think it's a great idea to bring it up first episode so if you don't want to hear from two black dudes <laughs> then you probably shouldn't listen to this podcast right. you know what i mean but you're going to hear our perspective and we're going to talk about therapy we're going to talk about social issues and we're going to talk about leadership from a global perspective but you're going to hear it from the lens of two black males mm -hmm. and we're not going to hide from that yeah. because we don't need to and our opinions may not always be favorable and we're okay with that as well yeah you can disagree with us mm -hmm. you know that's okay all right well I feel like it was a good conversation. With that being said, do you have any closing thoughts? And then I'll finish my closing thoughts. Or if you want me to go first, I can go. Yeah. So before we close, just can you share some care that you've been doing? Oh, that's right, huh? Yeah. What? Oh my goodness. My care. My my share. Share my care of the week. Um. Yeah. That's the that's part of. I forgot to add that into our uh, discussion, huh? No? No, I think we talked about it. I covered it? it. We yeah. covered it? Yeah. Okay, I hope I did. Yeah. We'll have to go back We're and listen. We'll go back. <laughs> <laughs> it's episode number one, we everybody. Welcome to the <laughs> Lion's Share, all right? But we'll, we'll cover my my, my health care, uh, my, my care strategy of the week. I've really been focusing in on my walking. I've been walking, you know, at least for 20 minutes a day. 
Um, I work out pretty much almost every day, but I've been purposely going for long walks, walking my dog. And I, I say 20 minutes because sometimes it's 20 minute walk and then I do a 40 minute walk. And I sometimes wear a weighted vest when I go on a walk. So I've been really paying more attention to walking, not only for its health benefits, but for its mental clarity benefits. It's kind of like a meditation. Mm -hmm. And when your eyes kind of go in full rotation around and have a better visual spectrum, um, the research says it reduces anxiety and depression. So going on walks, it, it, it shapes your visual perspective and your visual spectrum. So it's open and uh, and it can rotate a full visual. So, so it's more of a overall take care of your mind, body, soul. But walking kind of does that for me. So I've been really focusing in on walking. Mm. Nice. And I've been doing the walking too. That's been a focus. Uh, I've been on leave with a baby. So making sure that I get outside and walk is big. Um, another one for me that's been very simple is just deep breathing mm. and just making sure... I'm taking some nice deep breaths daily and it's kind of me doing a kind of a self check, making sure I don't, when I'm breathing, there's no fluids that I can hear any gargling, checking my sinuses. So just making sure that I'm all clear just as a basics. Okay. So, do, so is it like you doing a specific type of breathing, like box breathing yeah. or meditative breathing, or it's just like taking three deep breaths whenever is it like random throughout the day or is it very purposeful like structured kind of breathing yeah so um usually in the morning and right before bed is pretty structured kind of like what you've introduced the box breathing and then just throughout the day i just do you know if i'm walking just taking in the air um and making sure that i'm just getting my breaths in throughout the day and there's certain apps that you can use like oak mm -hmm. and uh calm, calm. And uh, I don't know. There's a I got a few more apps that you can use. But if you look on your Apple, you know, um, yeah, your healthcare yeah. provider usually has an app like Kaiser or yeah. whatever. I think they use Calm. Mm -hmm. Kaiser uses oh, Calm. Use yeah, Calm. Mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, just figuring out ways to kind of find ways to, you know, look up places where you could, you know, do some meditative breathing and some 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 box breathing is good. Where you can find ways to walk is just get out there and walk. Use your legs. It's one of the most uh, important things we can do for ourselves. We've been, we're meant to move. We're meant to walk. So, yeah. So, go ahead, Mike. Um, do you want to go ahead with your final thoughts or you want me to end it? You go ahead. Yeah. yeah. What are your final thoughts? So, my closing thoughts just, you know, like I said, starting this podcast, um, there's some vulnerability there. And so... One of my closing thoughts is that fear, you know, it can be your friend or you can be your foe. You know, me personally, I'm a, I fear God. So that pushes me to do what's uncomfortable for me. And he leads me where I need to go to help others. So that's where I'm at in my closing. So don't be afraid of fear. Use it. It could be a friend. And some people choose to use it as a foe, but it doesn't have to be. Wow. I feel like you, you're giving giving us a topic for next week. Fear. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Fear is a very powerful tool and it can be a, uh, an inhibitor. Wow. Mm -hmm. I like how you kind of brought that in. My, my final closing thoughts for this week is like, I would like for you to, I'm giving you a homework assignment. You know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to reach out and I'm going to hug somebody that I haven't hugged in a long time and just really spend some time giving them the love that I feel like they deserve and that affection, right? 
really just give someone a hug a purposeful meaningful love felt love filled hug Mm -hmm. and just really spend some time with it and be purposeful about it because we all need that affection right well well, we're we're in this time with the pandemic and everybody's supposed to be six feet apart cover your face Mm -hmm. stay inside don't talk or touch the other people uh, I think, you know, find somebody that you care about, that you have a relationship with, and just give them a hug. And, and, and let yourself lo- give and receive the affection. Mm-hmm. So, that's where I'm at. I and like that. I'm definitely going to do some hugs. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to really start thinking about fear. You already got me thinking about fear. And then, um, for sure, going to make sure I get my hug in. And hopefully we'll see you soon in our next podcast. Uh, I think that's it. That's all I got. This is Jimmy Brown. Michael Johnson. And we're Aligning Pride Leadership.